Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we're talking the Muscatine Report with Muscatine Journal's Ryan Timmerman. Welcome back to the program, Ryan. Well, good to be here. Thanks for having me again. Hey, uh, I'm uh, uh, kind of interested in, in a game in your area, this uh, Durant-Mediapolis Medi- game. I got to see uh, quite a bit of the second half of that game on the Mediapolis Activities YouTube page. Uh, 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 I see Nolan DeLong did cross the 6,000 yard for his career mark, uh, albeit in a loss. Uh, uh, did, did you, you have any information about that game? Um, yeah, uh, uh, more so um, on the Meepo side, I guess. But, um, but yeah, that was another, uh, another you know, top 10. Um, both teams are in top 10. Meepo won in um, number nine, Durant number eight in 1A. I imagine that'll at least flip flop. If not, um, Mediapolis will, you know, keep moving up further. But uh, yeah, like you mentioned, um, DeLong, uh, he had the he had a milestone. Um, but you know, Wildcats only had the one touchdown. Um, they did uh, have three interceptions, which was a good sign for their defense. But still gave up the twenty eight points. Um, uh, Anthony Isley. Uh, for Meepo, 133 yards, touchdown, uh, had 12 tackles, 11 of them were solo. Um, uh, Meepo had like uh, uh, a bunch of tackles for loss. And um, and, and yeah, they just kind of um, held DeLong in, in check as much as any team could, I guess. But uh, but yeah, Meepo got the win and, and that's a, it's a big win for, um, for the Bulldogs down there. Well, that was the one glaring uh, admission I, I, I referenced. I was going to talk about it, and then I never did. Uh, uh, we didn't get that score out. I think was it twenty-eight to eight. Yep, twenty-eight to eight. Twenty-eight to eight. Uh, Meepo looks pretty dang impressive, don't they? Yep, yep. And I found it here. They had twenty-three tackles for loss as a team. That's pretty incredible. And then they had a, a fumble recovery and an and an interception. So, um, I mean. Uh, when you can get almost, you know, when you can get over 20 uh, tackles behind the line of scrimmage, you're doing something right. So uh, I think that kind of keyed their their win there. And then, um, you know, they just had some guys, uh, Ben Egan, um, 86 yards uh, rushing, three touchdowns, uh, just on eight carries. So pretty efficient night for him. And um, and that was. You know, that was kind of the key, just get uh, some efficient yards offensively and um, and play good defense, I guess, uh, just at least from, from the stats. So uh, what game were you at last night? Um, I was at Dubuque Senior uh, against Muscatine. Well, uh, I saw that Ty Kozad uh, uh, rushed for uh, a school record. Yeah, he, he now has this, the, the school record rushing uh, yards. Uh, yeah, the single season mark. Um, he's up over 1,500 now for the season. Um, he was only, I mean, he was almost had it the game before. Um, I mean, he had 450 yards uh, a week ago. But, but, yeah, he had um, around 170 last night. He went in, he was only like uh, 40 or 50 yards short of, of this record. Um but uh, he had he had the he had two touchdowns. Um, uh, they Muscatine lost forty eight to twenty eight. Um, they had it even even the score a little bit deceiving. Um, you know it was it was a one score game um, in into the fourth, and then 
senior scored to make it a two-score game. Muscatine had to go for it inside their own 10, um, you know, with a couple minutes left, just trying to uh, um, desperately get back in it, but but turned it over inside inside their own 10 and, and senior tacked on a late one, um, you know, to put it further out of reach. But, uh, but yeah, really good win for, for senior. That's a team that um, I was just kind of going through the um, 5A for the, you know, we talked about how they do the 5A goes 3A, 4A, and 5A go by the RPI and not district records. So just kind of going through that. It looks like, you know, senior um, went in as number 19, um, top 16 make the playoffs. So I think with some teams losing and stuff and 5A has um, the extra, you know, the nine week regular season. So um, they'll probably hop up into, into playoff contention and, um, and uh, you know, kind of control their own destiny uh, going forward here. Well, uh, uh, what other games were in the area? Um, West Liberty beat Tipton 16 to six. Um, that's second district win for, for West Liberty. They're trying to hang on to at least the fourth um, spot in um, two-way district five. Uh, so um, they're kind of finding some, finding some weapons as they go. Um, Drake Collins is a really, really nice dual threat quarterback passing running. Um, but, uh, but then they've had this freshman Cooper Gates. Um, he stepped up these last couple, couple of weeks. Um, he had a, he had a touchdown last night and added the two point, um, Drake Collins added the other touchdown and two points. So, um, they, uh, it, it's typical, um, West Liberty, kind of a, a slow start, but, um, but they really challenge their kids in their non non district play. They always kind of punch up, I guess. To um, so the, you know, play schools up a class or two, and and um, and so they're 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 still in the playoff hunt uh, here, rounding out in the um, last couple or last week, I guess. Well, uh, I see Wilton uh, bounced back from a couple tough games uh, and uh, uh, got uh, Louisa Muscatine uh, pretty handy. Yep, yep, that was sixty-eight to nothing. Um, uh, Wilton scored. I, Wilton scored a vast majority of their points in the first half, and then I think they mostly worked on um, you know getting some other kids some playing time um, second half and late. Uh, Drew Keith um, had four touchdowns passing, um, 16 yards rushing. Um, Owen Hassel over 100 yards rushing with a touchdown. Um, Jordan Dusenberry touchdown rushing, and um, so yeah, and, and Dusenberry had a passing touchdown too on one attempt. But um, and nice, nice. Hello. So, um, Wilton, um, really nice group of, of underclassmen, sophomores. Keith is a sophomore. Um, Hassel is a sophomore. Uh, they have Cade Serrata and Landon Putman as um, as the receivers. Uh, they're having really nice years. They both had touchdown catches last night. Um, so, a lot, a lot of good things to look forward to, but... Uh, they're desperately trying to keep themselves into in playoff contention there. Um, 
But as of right now, they're on the outside looking in. And we've talked about how deep that uh, Class 1A5 is with West Branch, Meepo, Durant, Regina, Wilton, and then L&M, who, who they beat last night. Uh, L&M, um, tough year for them. But, uh, you know, their, their focus is getting their um, freshman, sophomore class kind of ready to uh, compete when they're junior, seniors, and, and um, really uh, kind of turn the corner there. Um, they, I, I think I get the sense that, uh, that Louisa Muscatine is kind of using um, Columbus as it's kind of the blueprint, kind of um, going on some tough times, but, but they're kind of eyeing some, some years down the line to really make a turnaround. And, and um, so I guess that's kind of lead into uh, uh, another area game with Columbus there. They beat, stayed undefeated. Um, they're ranked sixth in A, might move up even further this week. Beat, beat North Cedar um, 57 to nothing. So I know we've both been pretty high on Columbus all season. Well, uh, that will lead them next week into uh, what I might think might be the absolute best game in the whole state of Iowa, uh, a virtual Super Bowl for the playoff uh, positioning uh, with Al Burnett. What, what are your thoughts on that game? Yeah, um, that, that is going to be a really good game. Um, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, you know, um, it, it, it's almost hard to imagine Columbus um, being in it. They, they, every game has been a blowout so far, so it's um, going to be – I imagine this will be a game. I, I can't imagine, you know, Al Burnett will um, – you know, have the point differential that, that opponents of Columbus have had so far this season. But, um, yeah, they're, again, Columbus's backfield, um, Amagon, Caden Amagon, Tristan Miller, they've just been awesome all year. Uh, Jeff Hoback um, had a really nice game last night from the quarterback spot, three or four, um, passing for 26 yards, but they didn't need to pass too much. He had 73 yards and a touchdown, um, had an interception on defense. Uh, and they just seemed like they really spread it out last night. Nobody really had to do too much. They had 350 yards as a team uh, rushing, but nobody had over 73. Um, or 73 was the, the high. So um, so they just got a bunch of kids playing time. And um, Al Burnett, uh, is very tough too. Uh, you know, Mason neighbor, uh, over somewhere in the neighborhood of, um, 1500 yards passing. And then they have close to 800 rushing yards as a team. So really, really well balanced team there and, and just kind of tough and, and gritty team there in Alburnett. Yeah. Uh, I think defense will probably win this game. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, and we, the Columbus defense too is maybe being slept on a little bit because we, we've talked about their their offense and explosiveness, but they've um, got some really really tough guys up up uh, up front like um, Russell Coyle. Yeah, Russell Coyle, Cole, Cole great. Storm. Yep, yep. Yeah, he's even made some pretty athletic plays. Uh, he's the unsung yeah, hero I, of that team. Yeah, yeah, I. I Mostly, I've seen him wrestle, but I know he's a really athletic kid, but great size. And 
Uh, he had a interception return at <laughs> one point this season or something. Yeah, he's a um, he's a defensive lineman. Yeah, yep. Um, and How then, many defensive uh, linemen get ten tackles a game like he does? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's um, definitely got some lateral quickness to get sideline to sideline and and uh, make some plays, and then even kind of. Uh, around him and behind him, uh, line in the linebacker spot, um, it's Riley Kahlberg, sophomore, uh, having a really nice year offensively and defensively. Uh, Cole Storm, same thing, defense on defense, really, really nice year. Um, so just an unbelievable turnaround there in Columbus again. Well, Tr- um, Tristan Miller and Caden Amagon, they, they, they get tons of tackles in the game. They're in on every tackle, and that Hoback, too. I mean, yeah, no. it, and credit to credit to them to, to go both ways and and um, and really, you know, kind of make their presence known on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, especially with these games that are blowouts, it might be easy for them to to kind of take one side off and and go for the highlight plays on offense or whatever, but they're really only needing to carry the ball seven or eight times each and turn it over to the defense. And that get, that gets them out to a 30 to nothing lead by halftime. Um, I mean, they're uh, defense is playing well. Offense is, is moving the ball and geez, Amagon and um, Tristan Miller are, are both averaging like, like 14 yards a carry or more. So it's just, just unbelievable what, what they can do with these explosive plays. Well, uh, was there any other games we didn't get to cover in the area? Um, yeah, we, as, as we talked about, uh, kind of talked about Al Burnett here, they beat Wapolo 52 to seven. Um, Wapolo continues their win one, lose one, I guess. Uh, but they're, they're still hanging on to a, a playoff spot. Um, they have North Cedar at home next week so that will probably all right I, yeah that would be for a playoff spot i guess would be my understanding of it with in uh that class a district five um as that fourth fourth place spot there in the district well, so um, just wins a game lose a game wins a game yep. lose a game but every other week they're you know one week they look they don't look so good and the next week they just they just pound somebody uh the, I guess they they probably are they probably are one of them them playoff spots though in this this team aren't they or this year yep 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 because we got um, Columbus and Alburnett only have one loss between them um, so those are the top two spots and then Lisbon is is pretty securely in that third spot so then it's between um, Wapolo and North Cedar and I guess Pekin. Um, Pekin might have a chance if they win this uh, last game. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Wapolo is going to go ahead and beat North Cedar, though. Yep, I I would. I would imagine. I I feel like um, they they're pretty confident down there that they'll get a win. And and as long as based on the fact they they lost last week, so obviously they're going to win next week. Yeah, yeah, Um, (laughs) yeah. That's that's been the trend. So. uh, as long as, yeah, they kind of control their own destiny as far as at least getting that, that number four spot in the district and, and getting in. Well, so, um, have yeah. We, have we got around the Muscatine area or not? Yep, that is, we've 
covered everything from from the area last night. Well, there's a lot of exciting action, and uh, the playoffs are are becoming crystal clear right in front of our eyes. Uh, it's been a tremendous season, and it's been a, a tremendous addition having you involved in this podcast. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that you didn't get to talk about? Um, nope, I don't believe so. All right. Well, uh, we've been talking to Ryan Timmerman of the Muscatine Journal. Uh, he's gives us uh, he he has an intimate knowledge of these Muscatine teams, and uh, our our listeners really enjoy uh, when you share your knowledge with them. And thank you for being with us. Yep, no problem. Glad to be here and help out. All right.